The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, broken bones, and viva la bams. And the pressure wow. on me today after he actually said I did a good job last time, I was so fucking nervous. I had to just like talk my way out of it. <laughs> we are doing epsi. I can't oh, fucking do it, man. you fucked it up, man. You couldn't deal with the I pressure. I almost went there by like distracting and doing a dissolution. Um, <laughs> We're doing episode two of Viva La Bam today, season one, episode two. Yes. And uh, we're in for a little treat. It's the episode's entitled Don't Feed Phil. And it's actually a fucking hilarious episode. Yeah, I had a fun time with this one. Oh, man. By the way, I'm a chain smoker now. Chris caught me uh, smoking and made me smoke a whole carton of cigarettes as punishment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have to deal with this today. Oh, and he sat there and smoked the cigarettes with them, and then Hank and Bobby and their wife, they all got addicted to smoke. <laughs> I, I do remember that episode. That I think that was so yeah. good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, this episode, actually, it came yes. out on November 3rd of the year 2000. Sorry, November 2nd of the year 2003. Wait a second. That You said that about Wild Boys episode two. <sighs> Mikey, let me play into my joke. Oh, I was going to say the exact same. <laughs> so a very funny comedy episode actually came out. TV show came out this day. I have a feeling oh, we're really? going to run into a little bit of problems this season because it seems yeah. as if one of these is leading the other one. Were they uh, actually they both- simultaneous? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I had to double check. I don't know what happened week one. Now I found a different fact or something, but wow. that's bizarre. Boys, that's mm-hmm. wild. Oh, wow. James. Wow. Talk about recycling jokes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, this time in the morning, I like it. All right. We'll, <laughs> this we'll time count of the that. morning, Chris, it's 1150. It's barely the morning. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just barely getting through my first coffee, you know? <laughs> well, speaking of coffee, it's one of the things you can't have if you're Phil Margera on Don't Feed Phil Day. Uh, in mm-hmm. this episode, we start off with a little CKY. Feeling it. I'm feeling the BAM vibes right out of the gate here. We get a. Little, little, uh, a little montage of the city waking up the construction sites, Bam's house, and it's football time, boys. Oh, yeah. Bam Margera with the moniker on screen, asshole with love, and Phil Margera, a lot to love, playing a little <laughs> football in the living room, tackling each other. Looks like a good time. Father and son bonding to start the episode. Why don't you? It actually did. It looked like a lot of fun, and you know, Phil's holding his own. You could tell Phil's Phil probably could throw it down. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, he's like one of those like athletic big guys, like yeah, like 100%. a linebacker type build. He was he's blocking got that him pretty fat. good. There. It's not like yeah, it's not like that like floppy stuff. It's like that just like thickness and strength. Even when 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 and later on in the episode with Bam's like touching, he's like, "There's a whole hot dog here. There's like, oh, yeah, 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 some yeah. chicken over here, and he's touching them. It's like, and Phil goes, "That's just that's just uh undeveloped." Pecs or something along those lines. You know, he had some oh, line yeah. when he's like breaking down Phil's body composition and yeah, pointing out where yeah. all the food is in his body. Yeah. Well, so here's no, like, it's just maintain pecs. That's what he said. I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. think it's important to say like like the whole obviously premise of the episode is is Bam uh, is is uh, challenging Phil not to eat for 24 hours, right? Like, and it, what a great premise! It reminds me a little bit of something like Kenny versus Spenny, which is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. uh, that was a great man. Show. Talk about a podcast that would make for a great rewatch, Kenny versus oh, Spenny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder Don't if that's getting done yet. Actually, let's not say that live because maybe we'll just cut it right out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck y'all. That's ours now. It's ours now. Um, uh, but it reminds show. me a little bit of that. And there's one moment in the episode that's that's kind of really telling. And, and 
not to get too dark, but like almost a little bit tragic. It's when it's when Ape is talking about uh, oh, yeah. Bam's obsession with Phil's weight and how he's constantly mm-hmm. she's 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 which I didn't realize is a hairdresser, I guess, and she's she's at her job talking to her clients and and her and her uh, her peers, and she says, uh, uh, you know, Bam's always been concerned about his weight, and it turns out like I don't know if you guys saw the Vice documentary about about Bam Margera, but he mm-hmm. was actually anorexic around this time yeah. basically all he did was drink beer he never ate anything he was very concerned about his i think especially in the later seasons of the show um and when she says that it's because he's worried about losing his dad i was like oh fuck everything yeah. makes so much sense now why why yeah, he went it down really that shows path. right yeah and like you you can tell it, they're having fun at it. it. They're not here to make fun of Phil. In fact, we'll even point out right now that there's a bet that goes out and Phil says, like he says, would you go a whole day without eating? And Phil says, yeah, I could do it. So he he's a betting man. Like yeah. he's in on it. It's not a joke at his expense. He wants to do this. I just love the levels they take it to because they have his permission. It's like, fuck Incredible. it, we're going yeah. all out. And you'll see a lot of that. It starts off in the morning before the bet is made. They're weighing Phil and he gets the scale out. <laughs> he says, how much do you think Phil, <laughs> Phil weighs? Boys, do you have any guesses before we found out? Like what are you thinking? Like I don't know. I, I say three, E for enormous. <laughs> I'm saying E for error on the scale. But if I exactly. had to actually guess, I'd say actually I really suck with How this. How tall is he? That's a good question. He's probably like five eight, maybe. Like he doesn't look very tall. Yeah, yeah. And yeah the camera five, makes eight. people look taller too. Yeah. so it's kind of hard to tell, right? Uh, I, he's got to be around like upwards of three into the four hundred. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. like three eighty, maybe something like that. Really? I don't think that he's much. Big. No way. He's big, man. Maybe I mean, look at Vito, like, you know, the two of them. I don't know, man. Anyway, Vito we, almost didn't look as fat as like his face looked fatter than Phil, but like <laughs> his his uh, like his body shape. Vito was actually a little bit slimmer than I remembered him looking. Maybe he just kind of put on a lot towards the end of these seasons. But when the show began, he weighed in at three hundred and fifty three oh, pounds. You guys didn't see the oh. Don Vito Vice documentary. He was, oh, uh, he was on the he was on the Atkins at this, at yeah. this time. So. <laughs> no, three hundred and fifty three pounds. Is, uh, that's that's okay. what he weighed in. At. That's kind of what I was going to guess. Actually, the exact number I was going to guess before you cut me off. So I was right. I won. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. The the uh, Don Vito <laughs> D- Vice documentary ranked uh, just under the Michael Jackson documentary. Uh, in the ratings. <laughs> so it was, it was a close call. Very similar. It's on. The, if you watch one, your Netflix recommendation is going to give you the other. Yeah, hey, you know what it's gonna it's gonna put the it's next possible. thing recommended is gonna be cuties. Cuties. What is cuties? Do you remember correct? that show? You don't remember that whole no, controversy? Let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> it's just about like that. It was like all the young little girls like oh, in the boy. dance patch, and there's a huge controversy it. about it. Fucking hell! Oh man, you that's were, that was no. massive news. Oh, I thought you were gonna no. love that joke. So this episode is bringing out the, the inner <laughs> controversy in, in us all. Um, I don't know, but here's one thing I do know: is that scale ain't working. It's an error they can't measure phil so this is where the bet comes out and phil takes it like a man he's ready to not eat anything for 24 hours uh like you name it i mean was he ready thing. though he was he <laughs> well, wasn't ready here's the thing From I, moment one he was looking and trying to find a way out of the situation <laughs> exactly like this is what i'm thinking like he 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 got you know a little cocky he said yeah i could do it and it's not long till he realizes fuck maybe i can't because 12 a.m 1201 a.m the like early in the morning uh, Phil, the day before this sleep, I should point out, like they went to like an outdoor market and they oh, were just man. eating all the food vendors, ribs, chicken, pasta, fish, butter, wieners, ice cream, you, you fucking name it. Phil ate a lot of things. And uh, it's the next night. He's asleep 12.01 a.m. We're in his bedroom. 
Uh, and Phil is presumably, you know, having sleep apnea or something after this all-you-can-eat buffet because, like, holy shit, I don't know how you can eat that much and sleep soundly. But uh, this is the strangest way I think you could wake up. Fuck antiquing, boys. Fuck an <laughs> asshole in your face with baby powder on it. You're getting rubbed with a gy- is it gyro or gyro? Euro, 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 a euro on a stick getting rubbed in your face. What, what, what would you think? What was your first thought if you woke up? I think up it was to a baguette on a, baguette a sword, on a knife. Yeah, that's whatever a big it was. Fucking knife, it was a Chris. greasy pre- <laughs> oh, sword. Whatever it was, it was like a, a knife. Fucking, dude, it was a greasy piece of wheat, and it was all over his yeah. face, and he just looks mildly bothered by it. Like, <laughs> well, I do <laughs> a little turned on. I think I think that's because Phil is constantly dreaming of food. So this was just like dreaming in VR. Like the food was just touching him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this matches everything I've been thinking about for the past four hours." Like, of course, um, it's and I don't think uh, Jay that it started out greasy i think it just touched his face once or twice and then ended up that way um, yeah i forgot to wipe after the market the best part about this is like he's very frustrated like like he just wants to go back to bed that seems like the one thing that phil is constantly pissed off about like don't mess with his sleep and and in the meantime bam's always messing with his sleep but the funniest thing about this it's a 24-hour challenge and he sleeps through the first eight hours so it's a 16-hour <laughs> challenge that's not that bad it's not that yeah, bad i'm surprised if he wasn't just pop some like sleeping pills and just sleep all day yeah yeah honestly that would i mean it wouldn't that. make for good tv but actually it might have because yeah. he could have fucked with him hard when he was passed out that's true i kept yep. i couldn't i couldn't get over in in this uh this episode especially jay you mentioned going to the to that fair and him bam's like in the first hour he's had shrimp and saw like all that stuff could you imagine and i know we go blue on this podcast a lot but could you imagine and Jay, you're going to have to hide your excitement after I say this. But yeah, could you, you blew Im- on these nuts for a minute, hey, Mikey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? I'm trying to delay the inevitable. Just go for it. Phil's shits. Yeah. Is, you <laughs> know that's is. where I'm going with this. But imagine what those are like. I mentioned before we recorded the last episode that I had chili for lunch and then bean burritos for dinner. And that yeah. was that just put me into a whole new realm of experiences in the bathroom. And he had that for breakfast plus for other meals. What What is going through his body? That must be raucous. Yeah. You know what's funny? I, I, I think uh, – sorry, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it reminds – when you asked that question, it reminded me of this fear that I had when I was a kid. And <laughs> I always had this fear that like I would poo the whole bowl and it would touch my butt or my balls. <laughs> 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 so oh, I always man. get up and check like, like after that first little push I would go and look down and be like okay I got some space and I took like for the longest time I thought one day it was actually gonna happen so um, I imagine I Phil feel, gets pretty fucking close after a meal like that I feel like a full bowl would look a lot like we talked about yesterday a, uh, a frosty from Wendy's you know just that kind of <laughs> I kind of look to it. With yeah, a someone puts a straw in too. it, tips the toilet upside down, it still sticks. You're like, <laughs> uh, well, regardless of the size of Phil's shits, uh, he could always go down to the construction site and see if they can borrow an excavator to come in and fix the toilet. Um, I don't know. That one landed flat. Uh, listen, <laughs> what do you do when Phil's stuck in bed for eight hours? You go and you root through his desk in his office and try to find all the snacks because you know that's the first place he's going if he can't find food. And what do they find in there? Pop-Tarts, something that Bam refers to as ghetto candies. I don't know what he's on about there. Yeah. Um, but they find milk chocolate CDs? Yeah, what the this fuck was, was that about? 
Yeah, that was for like a super rainy day. Like he yeah. probably stashed those <laughs> knowing like, like when he made that bet, he knew he had that fallback plan. Like who's going to find that <laughs> one out? Gonna find my chocolate CDs. The, the like, weirdest yeah, was you know, mustard. Why was there just, you know, that's a secret that only Phil, you know, he, he kept that close to his chest. These milk chocolate CDs. Nobody knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back in the kitchen, the boys are cleaning out all the food. And like you mentioned there, Chris, yes, he's looking for the mustard because he's went through every cabinet and that's how desperate he is. But before he gets to that point, um, they're they're in the kitchen. Uh, Phil wakes up at 8 a.m. And he comes downstairs. Like, why is he even surprised at this point? He agreed to this, right? He's But he's looking everywhere for food. And he opens the fridge. They've got a security That's alarm amazing. that goes off. That's amazing. And the first thing he does is yells upstairs, ape! Like, you know, classic Phil. Uh, doors are chained on cabinets. Uh, and just like that fucking cheese commercial with the cougar milf opening the fridge where she has held captive her own Magic Mike fromage cheese boy serving her up blocks of something gouda you know what i'm talking about you see no that one. i so don't phil but that sounds fantastic his, yeah phil opens his pantry to a video on a tv oh, much so less good. erotic but it's brandon brandon DiCamillo here and he's showing off a variety of delicious dishes and mocking phil he's like <laughs> sucking his fingers and shit it's awesome i loved i wanted to see more of this video that was so there wasn't funny. enough of it this is like it's so great because you can see MTV's budget of Bam just being like, no, we need to film a full on fucking cooking show. And it probably took a full day of filming to do that for 30 seconds of of the episode. And MTV's like, yeah, fuck it. We got more money than God. It doesn't matter. Do whatever the fuck you want. And that's it's great. Deco coming in is what was it? Julia uh, uh, Childish, like Julia Childs, but because Deco's childish, yeah. which is that funny. That video looks like something you could order as soft porn at a hotel. Honestly, just the way it's shot. You yes, know? 100%. And it it's here's the here's the common thread though with this episode and it started when they were clearing out Phil's snacks from his from his office. Um this episode is disgusting. It grosses me out. Like the fetishization of food reminds me of that fucking Yoshi's Island commercial from back in the day where you get that guy just eating absolutely <laughs> everything. There, you remember he like goes and no. orders everything from, from, I'm pretty sure it was Yoshi's Island. And then he has like one little dessert thing, puts it in his mouth and he explodes. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but it was like, even that commercial just grossed me the fuck out. And in this one, it, when Deco is just like making love to the food and eating it, it was very funny. I loved it, but it was gross. It would really grossed me out. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the radio, uh, Do Not Feed Phil is all over the place. Now, whether or not this is actually real, I don't really care. It's funny. I like, bet you. There's I, even a Don't Feed Phil billboard they put up. I bet you it was real. I feel like they live in that small town, and they would have no problem getting on the radio. Like, I think this is around the time where everybody in that town started understanding that Bam was running havoc in that town. Do you know what I mean? The guys are a lot bigger now, and the MTV's in yep. town doing this filming, yep. and you don't know who's going to totally. pop into the town. So I, I, I have a feeling... The radio, a local radio jockey like that to get Bam on, no fucking problem. Yeah, it's name recognition. People, people know that's great content if you're a radio jockey. So absolutely, pretty high probability it was real. Um, but you might be saying at this point, Jay, settle down now, quit shaming this poor man. But remember, listener, Phil agreed to this. He asked for this. He's he's in on the joke, and the extent they're taking it to, like I said, it's just magical. I love this. It's awesome. Um, coming up next, we. We've got Phil needing to run some errands, and he's got the chauffeur here. It's Rab himself here to help. Of course, he's not going to let him out of his sight, though, not for a second. He tries to bribe Rab. They go to the DMV. He tries to bribe the DMV lady. (laughs) Phil is getting a little desperate here. Now, i got to ask you guys, do you think this is kind of a survivor situation where, you know, people have made that claim before that, oh, you know, off camera, they're giving him rice and, you know, all that stuff. You just don't see it. Do you think any of that would have occurred here? 
I honestly don't think so. I, I don't. I think that some of these situations were basically like they go into the bar and they're like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. No matter what, don't give him any food. Okay, let's play this out and see how it goes. Like they go to the gas station. You mentioned the DMV. Uh, then they go to some bar and and everyone's like, they kind of like set up, oh, you're going to get some food. They're definitely not going to know about it here. And then they know about it there. That was set up. But I honestly do think that they committed to the bit. I don't think he had any food during this time. I think he would have if he could get away with it. I honestly do, though, think that he would have. I, I Yeah, I think that they probably actually did go around and call a bunch of places just to kind of get the hype up. You know, they talked to the staff, like, to create some realism in, involved in it. Um, yeah. That being said, there's no way they talked to literally every single place and in, in anywhere around there and telling them not to do, not to feed Phil. But when they would go in there, yeah. definitely yeah. prep them for the segment. But you, you, you need a little bit of that to – to make this bit good. There's a reason why reality oh, TV totally. translates yeah. to a lot of people. It's because it's cut in certain ways and it's edited in certain ways that actually makes it a lot more interesting to the average user. I'm sure if you took your favorite reality TV show and just watched it straight, it would actually suck. So you kind of got to give them a little bit of these creative liberties to make sure that they're p- producing a good episode. Yeah, for sure. And it turned out well. It's it entertaining. Really like You can see Phil's desperation, though, playing out on camera. And it's great because they stop at the hokey place next. Won't serve him. He says, I'll save it for tomorrow. Like <laughs> I got to say, Phil is in surprisingly good spirits for not eating, though. I, I am I impressed by that. Um, but he's desperate, though. Like He's leaving large tips. He almost paid $80 for a slice of pizza. Uh, they wouldn't take it. Um, and here's the best part though at a bar they come to a bar and there's these peanuts on the counter um, you know just a couple bowls of peanuts and just like a hound sniffing for cocaine Rab is on it like his hand reaches out to that bowl Rab just grabs the bowls and pushes them away uh, he, he smelled it before before uh, uh, Phil could get to it He like he nearly dove like he was taking a bullet for the president for those peanuts it was I think, Ra- I think Rab impressive. was the best uh, Phil supervisor he was the best chauffeur yeah. for sure yeah. yeah yeah definitely but i do love that whole premise of of them literally punching in like oh, like it's a gosh. job like in the kitchen they have to punch a clock <laughs> yeah. i'm like those little things just make me so happy and i want to say this before we go on much further um the first episode of this show i was like oh fuck this is not the show that i remember uh i wasn't i, I really didn't love the first episode it's it felt paint by numbers but this episode I did really enjoy, you know, even if there were set up situations and this and that, I feel like this almost should have been the first episode in the series because it was a lot more yeah. fun and, and it felt a lot more organic. Well, than well the last Im- imagine how much better it's going to get. I remember seeing Bam on an interview recently uh, for some podcasts and when the show gets going, like once it becomes a really popular show and he was just talking about like we had a million dollar budget or whatever it was per episode, like we sit in our house, like what the yeah. hell can we yeah. do? So you see those, you see signs of those little details, like punching in the clock. Like they actually had to go buy one of those punch clocks, which I'm sure aren't cheap. If, even if it was a fake one, install it. But they took the time to do those little things that actually help out a lot. And imagine how good it's going to get when they have too much money to spend on an episode. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think with a good TV show, you need a through line in the narrative. And they have that here. It's like if you watch The Simpsons and it was just like a random assortment of just crap, like it is nowadays, uh, it wouldn't be as entertaining 
as a good episode with some drama in it, some ups and downs. This feels like that. I like that. Um, Phil did sneak out a 10 peanuts to be exact, but Rab strip searches him in the parking lot and takes care of that. Uh, it looks like he almost got one in his mouth, but I don't know if he got a chance to swallow it. So that was a close call. Close well, call. He, he put it in uh, shells. He was going like, to do it like a, like a fucking chipmunk yeah. and just try to save it for later. <laughs> I love it. At this point, we see the Don't Feed Phil airplane banner. I'm telling you, they spared no expense. Uh, that's a sight. Even just for one shot, I wonder yeah. how much that cost him. But uh, there you go. Uh, second security watch is in for the day. It's Brandon, and he's brought with him a sweet platter of milk and cookies and donuts as Phil watches. And I love Phil's comment here when he says, uh, can I have one? You did make them look pretty good, I'll be honest. Yeah, that was the, yeah. that was the, line, of the, the line of the episode, because you could tell he's just like, he's expecting him to say whatever. He's just like, can I try one? You did really make, yeah. I'm like, it was just amazing. Yeah, just pandering, man. Just pandering. He's still such a good fucking sport, yeah. man. But you you could see, and, and as, as you said, Mikey, earlier, you think that he truly went along with the, like he wasn't actually eating because as the episode wears on, you see his desperation getting a little bit more and more yeah. and more each segment, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And we're going to get to one when he's with Don Vito eventually oh, that oh, I yeah. think was played very realistically. And I think was actually, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it, but I have a lot of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Ryan Dunn is in now. He takes a shift. Uh, he says he takes this very seriously and he asks Phil, how long do I got to do this? Four hours. Ah, God. Yeah, he's not happy to be there. He looks like he's a little hungover. He, he, <laughs> he offers he Phil a smell, a smell yeah. of his coffee. Oh, so certainly. Um, but the bargaining continues. He's, he's not, like that armor cannot be cracked. This is a solid team that Bam has brought on board. Um, well, it made, and, me, it made oh, me wonder because man. he wasn't allowed to have coffee. But like, yeah. he, he had to have been able to have water. Yeah, right? no, he like said he's allowed he cold and hot water. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Cold and hot you, you water. You can't <sighs> deny a man water. Yeah. But uh, boys, ah, uh, fuck. Dinkly Dink Don Vito is here, presumably to ruin everything. Uh, he has that look on his face, you know? Like he's uh, just come back from somewhere, and boy, has he worked up an appetite. Uh, Bam and crew are going to a, uh, whoa, did you hear that voice crack? It's yeah. like uh, junior high school all over again. <laughs> Christ. <clears throat> Bam and crew are going to a Turbo Negro concert, so uh, they're going to leave him with Vito? Why? Yeah, well, that seems this is like not a, a good disaster idea. waiting to happen. Oh, totally. Um, at this point, though, we get a montage of limo riding and concert attending, as you as you would. Uh, Dunn has a doppel Dunn. I don't know if you guys noticed that. They're backstage meeting the band, yeah. and there's a guy who looks just like Ryan. I didn't see that. Oh, you did? They did a whole yeah, like, split screen with it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I missed that. Yeah. So there you go. Meeting the band. Uh, at this point, Mikey, Vito knows a place and they deliver pizza. They're making the deal here. Mikey, tell us what's going on in these shady dealings. So I love I love this because I think the whole premise is they they say they're comfortable leaving Don Vito with Phil because they have covered all the angles. They've called every shop, told them not to deliver this and that. Um, and that's, that, that's a decent premise. I don't know how much of it was true and how much of it was a play, but you get Don Vito and, and Phil here and they're having a very earnest conversation (laughs) and Phil is very good at playing along and putting on a face when he has to act happy or sad or angry or excited, whoever, when Don Vito is proposing that they get the pizza, (laughs) Phil is just kind of like, well, I don't know. Should I? Like, should I eat it? And Don Vito's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, Don yeah. Vito just wants the pizza. He doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't he, give a he's, fuck he's about that show. Yeah, he's because he wants a pizza for himself more yeah, exactly. than anything. Exactly. He, I love, I I love the bargaining chip. He's like, yeah, we can just get a pizza. You know, you have two. I have the other six. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. reasonable. 
with the way that phil agrees to he's like fuck it just call them just do it is like to me that is him saying i don't care about this challenge anymore i know i'm three hours away from it being over but i need that pizza give it to me right now like that is a true addict and uh and it was it was uh concerning to see actually i'm a little concerned mikey if if, if, let's say my friends got me in this challenge and it was the final shift Uh and we're brothers just like phil and donner and I'm yeah. sitting there just struggling and it's on, it's on me and you. And I'm just pleading with you. What, what's, uh-huh. what, are, are you ordering me that pizza from across, from across <laughs> town? Or? Here's, 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 are the you gonna be on my side? More, here's the most concerning thing about this situation is by the nature of what you've set up, you've put me in Don Vito's shoes and I don't like being compared to him in any capacity. But well, look, look at you and like, look at me there. You're not going to be the one whose friends are setting him up not to eat any pizza. All right. <laughs> Fair, you fair. I also just don't want to be the one who diddles kids. That's more of my concern uh, with a dent in my back for some reason. Uh, but I do have a fucked up back. So, oh, man, it's a it's a, it's a diddling dent. Would you I, get that w- after a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. yeah would that'll, would that'll I, though? Would I? Um, no, no. I think you know me. I think I would I would make you I would make you stick to it. Yeah, I would. I think I, I would know, agree I think with you that. Would too, I mean, but like, I what if I was really hung? I'm like, what if I, was, I just looked at you and I'm like, Mikey, this isn't fun anymore. You're my brother. Uh, yeah, but you agreed to it. This is you, your. Do you know how, it's like, your I'm doing. thinking about how how conniving I would be in that situation. Like I would just be <laughs> yes, I know. on your heartstrings in every different way. So I would hope that you would stay strong. You would, here's because, the thing though. Yeah. Sorry, Mikey. Jump in. No, I was going to say you don't you don't know Chris as well as I do, which would be weird if you did. So I'm not I'm not blaming. If you knew my brother more than I knew my brother, that would be weird, Jay. But what would and especially to the listener. Um, but what I will say about him is he is willing to throw out everything to get his way in one instance. All of the trust <laughs> we built, all of the rapport that we've built, he will throw out the window and say, I'm cashing my chips in now because he wants to have a drink on a patio somewhere for 15 minutes. So he would cash in every, yeah. all of I'll the good will next week too. <laughs> he said, yeah, he will. He just he wants to go, go to back to that. Well. Like, Mike, I, I, always, I always start with brothers. I'm like, man, brothers. this is our time. Like, what if, you know, what if we died tomorrow and we didn't have this opportunity yeah. anymore? Like, I yeah. get deep and heavy. It would be hard he to lose his guilt on deck. Everybody should use that. Take <laughs> yeah. that home with you. <laughs> what if we died tomorrow? Yeah. But I, I, I got to say, though, there's a lot of factors that are working against this. First, Don Vito clearly feels left out. They made this whole thing without him, you know, made this deal, had a lot of fun all morning. He wasn't a part of it, so he feels a little, maybe a little slighted. Second, it's fucking Don Vito. Yeah. Third, uh, I, like, I'm not surprised. You guys are totally right. The dude wants a pizza. He's going to get a pizza by any means necessary. He doesn't give a fuck about the TV show. Yeah. He's the last person you'd want to leave Phil with. And I got to say, they they left him with Vito on purpose. They knew this was going to cause some chaos. They might have even staged the whole pizza bit. I don't know. Because this next part, they're back at the show, backstage still at the moment. And I got to say, before we get into it, Hank from Hell, the lead singer. Oh, my God. What, what the is with fuck your is this guy? I love that guy, man. I want to be his friend don't so bad. I was just Mikey, like so enamored Chris, by him. I would no. follow his cult for sure. <laughs> Chris, don't don't look directly into his eyes or else you'll be turned into a salt pillar lookalike of Don Vito for the rest of eternity. Just don't do it. It's I can think of worse it. things. I can think of worse uh, things. But uh, here we are at the show. The crowd is chanting Phil is fat. I mean, come on, guys. Now I'm feeling a little bad. Now I, I feel a little bit bad. I feel yeah. a little bad. We didn't need that. But uh, we get a phone call from Ape. The pizza 
order has been placed and Ape is here to let them know. While she doesn't want to take responsibility for it, this pizza is coming from Delaware, so they better hurry the fuck up. Uh, Dunn says, uh, put the pizza in a blender and send it to the cat. But uh, of course, the logical thing to do here is get the whole band, the crowd, the groupies into a van and come over to Phil's to stop them. Now, boys, I got to ask you real quick before we talk about this. I know it's coming from Delaware. I'm not sure how far away that is, but it seems like this show was pretty far away from what I understood. They went in a limo to get there and it seems like they had to drive for a while. Like, how the hell did they not beat the pizza? You know, or how the hell did they beat the pizza? I that's say. No, like, Delaware, Delaware is like an hour and 45 minutes away okay, from Philadelphia. That's fine yeah. then. Like, if it was local, I was going to say this would have had to have been the worst pizza delivery guy in history. Like, That's this guy went to deliver the pizza to Phil. He saw Wee Man doing a big cone along the way and yeah, ended up yeah. in Tokyo somewhere, you know? That's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because Bam has time to wrangle in the entire concert hall, what it seems like, at least, that was there to yeah. see the, uh, the Turbo Negro concert and bring them to Ape and Phil's place, which, by the way, um, I, I often believe that ape is very much playing into the anger of a situation they cut to her at one point when turbo negro actually starts playing at at their house and she looks as miserable as i've ever seen her like (laughs) legitimately upset uh and i can understand why like this would suck this would really suck if you're not into this music and you don't like absolute fucking strangers in your house do you do you think they plan to move the concert over there so like they had things organized in advance or do you think it was like they're having fun time and they're like hey let's just incorporate this and bring the concert and just have this wicked wild night i think they'd have to plan it in advance there's just two like you'd need a tour bus or two or three to bring all those people yeah. over well i mean it didn't look like the biggest venue there's probably like 100 people there like, yeah how many people are yeah, going to see turbo like- negro to be honest well, the that's what happens show, when your band is is uh, you're, the front man of your band is the fucking Babadook. Like you're not going to get that famous. <laughs> he has a top hat and, and like black frilly eyes. Like yeah, he is they the painted his eyes up like like it's a tribal tattoo or some shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's not a good look. I'm just saying that's not my preference. I'm showing anyway. up next week recording but, uh, with that. Oh my god. Oh, you better. <laughs> you better do <laughs> Please it. Please remind yeah. me to. <laughs> Please try oh. and remind me to. Do you think, Mikey? Would he actually go that far? Would he do that? If we say no, if we say no, then he will. (laughs) Oh my God. By the way, I just looked up, I just Googled Babadook and in the suggested search results, I want you guys to ask or to, 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 uh, uh, estimate guess what is a better word. What the first suggested search term when you type in Babadook would be, I can't fucking believe I'm looking at this Babadook. These nuts. Nope. (laughs) Close though. Honestly, kind of close. Really? Yes, uh, Babadook, uh, Rub and Tug. I don't know what. What is it? Babadook, gay icon. Oh, oh, is, is Babadook a gay icon? That is something I, I have to click on it. There's no yeah, you, way you I pretty much do. Turn your volume. Uh, how up. the Babadook? <laughs> oh Turn your God. volume up. <laughs> how the more the movie monster became gay. Holy moly! Wow, this is this is very cool. I actually want to read up quite a bit more of this. Oh, it's okay. Take your time. We'll wait. <laughs> no no you guys go i can do it in the background i don't need i don't need many brain cells to keep up with the conversations we have on jackass a show about the show jackass is this bad that i had to look up babadook because i didn't know what it was oh man the horror movie it's fantastic it's phenomenal oh i thought like you're babadook so, you're was so like polite Jez- you know like uh like just another appreciate the devil. you know how there's all those different names like oh yeah no it sounds like boogie monster it sounds like one of those uh, like like baba yaga or something like that yeah yeah oh okay well, if the, if I was talking to Reddit, I would have got torn apart. But Mikey is a class act right here. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. 
Uh, listen, though, at this party, there's people everywhere. It's time, boys, to decorate some faces. Phil and Vito, now it's time to paint a pedo. And uh, <laughs> we have a show at the house going on, and this actually looks pretty rad. I would like to be at that show, even though I'm not a big fan of that band. It just looked like fun, crowd surfing, even fucking Vito's in there crowd surfing. Yeah, like, uh, gnarly. Looks like fun. A house show. Like it. Um, but we've made it. It's uh, This is the equivalent of New Year's Eve after Phil's hell's, Hell Day is coming to a close. We get the countdown. The good old 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Everybody's celebrating. And Phil can now eat. He made it. My boy. I'm proud of you. Uh, they blindfold him and serve him everything you can think of. There's some real strange concoctions. It's basically yeah. up to the mob to decide what Phil's going to eat here. What did you guys think of this? This part fucking sucked. <laughs> this part sucked. Yeah, until it you see the final sick. segment after that. Then you really feel yes, sick. Yes, that was, that right. was amazing. No, I mean, just watching all these Ugh. foods paired together was like, mustard on anything other than a hamburger or a hot dog is like, what are you, no. what are you doing? Like maybe Dijon? Corned beef, actually, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Eh, maybe I'm wrong. But it just feels, I don't know, there was so much. Mustard with sweet, like a Skittle, like mustard and Skittles. They kept Ugh. putting like candy on it. It's yeah. like fucking disgusting, man. Yeah, a couple dishes that they showed to the uh, camera was beef, fruity pebbles, chocolate and mustard, ice cream, and Pop-Tart sandwich with fish. Uh, there was one that was like olive, fruity pebbles, potato chip, and hot sauce. And yeah. uh-oh, we said the magic word, hot sauce. Vito opens his big mouth and says he'll do a whole bottle of hot sauce. Now, I must say, Vito, uh, Vito's clearly had some practice here, the way he throats that bottle. Uh, he's, he's done this before. That was I'm pretty not, impressive. I'm not sure where, but... It was, it was, this was the this most before. badass thing I've seen not in a jackass episode. Uh, like, I didn't even I care if it was Frank's red hot sauce. You just chugging, like, I wouldn't even, like, even just chugging water of that big of a jug is just not going to be fun. Water? <laughs> I don't, like, I can, you know, I get, like, seven sips in, and then I'm just like, ugh. I got I got a whole Nalgene I could chug, chug the whole in, a, thing. in a heartbeat if I needed to. Right now, live on air? Live on air. Mikey is one of the best chuggers you've ever met. He, he's one well, of I don't know if I can do full, it as well in this. He, he could chug a pint as fast as it pours. He's like, it open up his whole throat. Word of warning, Mikey. We for a we. Don't wow. forget about See that. that. I just did that while, while Jay was saying we for a we. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's chugged like giant. Look it up. Those like German steins of beer in like less than three seconds. It's crazy. I drink a lot of water, but that helps me chug beer. <laughs> I drink a lot. You're, That's the weird you're thing. You're such to a off rebel, Mikey. Yeah, baby. Don't touch me. I got drinks to drink. H2O. Listen, I, if it's not clear, I'm not a big fan of Vito. But uh, Yeah, neither am I. I think that's why the next day when I saw that Vito had an injury, I was I got a little excited. Oh, I was like, ah, serves you right. Sucked. This yeah, fucking but it's, this is so actually much. really gross. So, you know, party's over. This This part of the episode has a real, like, you know, after a house party type of vibe, everybody's probably hung over as fuck. You know, people have been sleeping all over the place in the house, random places, wherever you can fit, basically, you know, fucking pool tables, yep. uh, sleeping on fucking your, your, uh, the trunk where you put all your scarves and shit. You, you name it. Boys. There's probably better ones. I just couldn't think of better ones. <laughs> Do you have ones. a the trunk tub? where you store all of your, <laughs> all of your scarves? Yes, all of them. I actually do. Uh, and you need a trunk for that? I you do. You need a trunk? I actually literally do. All my Liverpool scarves. It's in my store. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess if you're Bam Margera, he, he, he gets into that scarves. scarf phase. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
his toenail is coming off. It's like almost all the way off. And under that toenail is just the grossest hole with this red gooey. (laughs) Chris is gagging. We got Chris going. Skin. Uh, The toenail even has some like cream cheese on it, which is the grossest part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's not bad enough, we get a 30 second close up of this goddamn thing. Like, it's, I'm not even exaggerating. We see it I'm way too long. Out they, for a sec. they keep going back to Chris is literally taking his ears <laughs> off. can't deal with it. Um, what about uh, 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 the smell, too? That's one thing. <laughs> like, yeah, his earphones aren't even on, and he's. The smell this is the greatest been. thing in the world. Chris, if you're okay, so if you guys are listening over on, on iTunes or whatever your podcast platform is, this is a good time to say we are on YouTube, and this is a moment you need to tune in to see because Chris is uh not having an easy <laughs> Chris, would you smell it? How much would it take for you to smell that that sky? <laughs> he takes his ear fuck out again. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. You. I'm not getting into that. I can't I can't hear this part. I'm gonna literally oh throw up. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't this have a bastard over here. Yo, puking your puking your scarf trunk, Chris. Yeah, scarf trunk. <laughs> puking your scarf trunk. Okay. Listen, guys, you got to get out the pliers for this one, and Bam does oh, so. Man. And just like Jackass, uh, once he gets that toenail off, uh, he chases everyone around the kitchen. That's and, that, uh, that. I would no, I would want to be nowhere near those pliers at that point <clears> in time. <throat> I would throw. I would burn those pliers with fire after taking that thing off. Yeah, and poor ape. <sighs> I mean, she's the real unsung hero here. That toenail all over her nice kitchen floor <laughs> done almost puked on the floor it's really an assault on ape here i think we're, we're not acknowledging the uh, here's the weirdest thing is like what is wrong with don Vito that this nail comes off that easily it this is yeah, like like you know when you when, you know when you you uh you take a, a peanut out of its shell and then it has that little like <laughs> i want to call it paper wrapping yeah. around like each of the oh, individual yeah. nuts <laughs> it comes off like one of those things Paper uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like tissue paper there's like tissue paper around each of the i never even thought about like i knew it was a thing but i never really consciously accepted that that's a thing yes yeah it's uh it's very artisan they're all individually wrapped exactly uh, exactly listen the uh here's the thing mikey you asked i don't know what's wrong with don Vito. well a lot of things mikey but I think it's all just, there's one statement that comes out of his mouth that uh, pretty much explains it um, nicely is when he says, that's a nice long toenail. I think I'll make a necklace out of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's because his sense of right and wrong is so non-existent. He's a fucked up individual, man. Well, uh, speaking of uh, fucked up individual, uh, we're all a little fucked up, and that's another episode of Viva La Bam. Hell yeah. Brandon takes us out in the credits with that nice little food demonstration one last time, in case you didn't get enough of it earlier. Uh, I'm telling you, look look it up the next time you go to a hotel. It might just be there. You probably could order it. Um, This was fun. I had fun with this episode. There's a few gross things at the end there, but uh, all in all... Man, well done, Viva La Bam. You impressed me. I had a lot of laughs. This was engaging all the way throughout. What did you guys think overall? I loved it. It was fun. It was just a fun episode, you know? On the journey, there was a lot of good laughs. There was a lot of good detail and and deception and different aspects of things. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I totally agree. I think this was uh, it renewed faith that we're going to have a good time re- reviewing all the episodes of Viva La Bam. Uh, I was surprised 
after the first episode, as I mentioned, that I got just about nothing out of it. It was like, it was okay. It was okay, but it just felt way more staged than I remembered. Uh, I like the, I like what this show ends up being where it's like, here's kind of an idea. Everyone just come around to my house and let's hang around, fuck around, party and and see what we film. And th- this did feel a little bit more like that. 100%. Yep. And uh, there's more to come. We are going to continue this journey of uh, Wild Boys and Viva La Bam rotating week in and week out. So we're going back to Wild Boys next week for episode oh, yeah. three of season one. Don't miss out on that. That's going to be fantastic, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And Chris, don't forget the eye makeup for next week. Uh, let's take <laughs> this out with a quick plug for us on uh, Twitter and Instagram if you want to interact with us. Uh, at Jackassed Pod on both accounts, and uh, let us know how you're doing. Let us know. Uh, I don't know. What, what are some of your favorite foods? Are we are we doing a question of the week? It's, are, what it's, are we doing? I think we it's talked tough about to this say because we week. got we got to the point where we got so far ahead of recording. Uh, you know what? How about that? Let's just say this instead of the question of the week. We'll get back to that at some point once we we catch up because we yeah. have to we have to bank a few because of some planned uh, absences uh, in in our recording schedules. But uh, let's say this: just reach out to us with any comments, questions, things you want us to talk about on the podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the episode that we've done, reach out to us and we'll read that on air. We want to get the community going a little bit, so uh, just just. Uh, start to start to be a little active and and we'll reach out to you and who knows maybe you can talk to one of us and and chris will throw up on you if you mention uh yeah. toenails uh, yeah. uh cream cheese filled toenails mm. being ripped off of a, a large man's it. it's not gonna work right now oh, okay all right he's, he's gone <laughs> i'm he's good gone. i'm good yeah and if you get to know chris well enough he might just lock you in his trunk of scarves well that's it for another episode of the jackass thank you very much for joining us we'll see you next week for wild boys until then bye i'm jason wellwood bye i'm chris aaronworth bam i'm mikey aaronworth and this has been jackass you son of a bitch (laughs) you son of a bitch that's too good Sound Audio Production.